Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast. This week we speak with co-chairman Anton Tagliafiero, discuss the loss in Adelaide and look forward to our table and clash. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Pete, Morrow and Josh. How are you gentlemen? Evening. Very well, thank you. Uh, yes, uh, very good evening. Also, a big hello to Paul Ocon. Yeah, Paulo. <laughs> He's been in touch since hello, I was last on this show. He has. Actually, a few things have happened. I've done my knee again. I got flooded out of my house. So, I've had an interesting few uh, four weeks. And Mr. Ocon is a fan of the show, though. I don't know if he is. I wouldn't say he's a fan. I'd say he's he's either listened in or someone has listened in. But he likes to keep us in touch with how our statistics are going. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's good to see him keeping keeping up to date with the all, all the all things Mariners related. His plan A was a bit successful at the time. <laughs> Let me just say that. <laughs> and if you two would it's, like to be on Paulo's list, his number is 04. No. It's just a shame that <laughs> plan A wasn't done better. So, by the team, not him, by the team should at the been, time. Should have been. It should have been. We didn't... The players let Paul down. I've ceased contact and I am no longer talking crap about Ocon. You can say shit if you want. Yeah, I know, but... There's probably a few swears coming up with the game. Anyway. Grabs phone, texts Paolo. Josh is talking shit about the podcast. <laughs> right. He'd be wanting to know why, when the podcast is going to go up, like uploaded when, 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 so he can listen to it. Fred's question, which uh, we suggested that he ask, what music <laughs> album or genre would sum up our season? Everybody Hurts but R.E.M. isn't an album, but Pink. that's what I'd go for. Pink Floyd wrote a, an album called The Dark Side of the Moon. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's I've heard of it. I'm getting I think bit, I've seen that album cover before. I'm getting that feel because you guys, you guys, I don't think there's an album called How Deep Is Your Love. <laughs> there's a song. Yeah. I don't think there's an album called that. What genre though? Surely Probably emo. Emo? Yeah, a bit of Hawthorne Heights. My Chemical Romance. Genre. Hmm. I'll think about it. Welcome to the Black Parade. <laughs> Right, you want to go straight now our game? Let's go straight now our game. Adelaide 2, Mariners 0. <coughs> Finishing. I, I felt feels during this game for the first time in a little while. I think last week, obviously, I mentioned how apathetic I'd sort of felt over the last couple of weeks. And the quality of football that we put out, especially in that first 45 minutes, was just chalk and cheese from what we put out in the derby the week before. It was great to watch and I felt so positive at half time um, yeah to not be clinical enough to, to take our chances as is the story of the season um, vintage McGlinching oh mate it, w- winding it back to 2012 mm. wasn't wasn't that something to watch mm. it was. it's contract season until they uh, <laughs> until they started man marking him in the second half yeah yeah he went he went a bit quieter in the second half there and obviously Got hoiked, um, probably down to match fitness as well, or, or lack of, you know, his, his first start of the season, I think it was. Yeah, your first start. But uh, just so many chances where we got, you know, around the 18-yard box or in the 18-yard box, and whoever it was, instead of just being a number nine, getting the ball and going for goal, maybe even sort of cutting in front of the, of the defender to try and draw the foul or stop the defender from getting the ball off you, they would cut it back instead and look for the pass. 
mm. or look for the uh, little through ball, or the dink, or the mm. layoff. Just decision making. Come on, yeah, it's you're you're nine. Just have a shot and a bit have of execution because you know it's a little bit behind the player, the ball. It's mm. a little bit in front. It's not mm. quite where he needs it. I mean, look at that kid who scored that late goal. That is superb. Right, yeah. That is a superb assist, and he's right in the spot. Finishes it easily. I mean, it was made easier by the fact that we were chasing the game at that point as well. Of though. So everyone's flooded forward. You yeah. know, they've they've got a three on three situation sort of thing or a three on two, yeah. whatever it was. But the pass, the assist pass was precision. Oh yeah, and uh, we haven't been able to find that for whatever reason. So in this game, I thought we were fantastic, actually, in pretty much the back third and the middle third. But mm. getting into the final third, then we struggled with final balls and we Lack struggled with finishing and our execution let us down. And and then you start wondering if we're going to get a sucker punch and we got a couple. So I didn't, you didn't have to wonder about the sucker punch. You just felt and knew it was coming. The longer it dragged on without us scoring. Yeah. yeah. How, how many of our squad could have scored that first goal by Blackwood? Oh, there, there's capability in our squad to do it, but the, I, I have no doubt that someone like Milan or Muzz, you know, we've seen Muzz nearly hit the top corner a couple of times this season. He's been denied by some fantastic goalkeeping. Well, Harold hit the bar in the first half. Harold scored an absolute belter against Newcastle as well. He hit the bar in the first half. Quarter but of an inch in, lower and that goes in. in. In that position, mm. in that, that on flow the turn, of the game. Was it on the turn too? Yeah, he, turn. he dragged it back and bang. Mm. Mm. But that's, like, like you say, we've got to be a bit more selfish up top. Yep. 100%. So we've had we've had 23 shots on Friday night, only five on target. Which equals Adelaide's five from 12. Yep, exactly. So it's just come down to a matter of, yeah, clinicalness in front of goal. And it's, a, and a, a, you know, lack of success or consistency breeds more lack of success and consistency. We lose a bit of confidence. Mm. The mm. next week it gets a little bit harder. We change the team around. You're not sure if you're getting a start. You don't know where you fit. It's hard. But, yeah, that's what our problem is, finishing. That's uh, our fifth loss in a row. Oh. <laughs> yep. Not not fun. I was I was angrier about this loss than the than the derby loss. After the derby loss, I just went, eh, standard. But because we, we played so well and deserved to get something out of the yeah, game this I week. Think, I think we deserved a nil all. I think I was... Yeah, I was thinking that in my mind that at the end I was like, take a nil-nil any day of the week. But Cause if that, if that, 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 were black, that Blackwood goal was a great finish. Oh, right. mate, some take. So if mm. that just goes wide and it's still nil-all, play it, on. It probably finishes nil-all. Yeah. yeah. Probably. You know, it takes a, a finish like that, that specific moment, and, you know, we, we're done. Yeah, I mean, it's the best goal he's scored in his career. <laughs> and he always scores against us, like, no matter what. And Does he? Blackwood. I think it's like... I've seen, seen, I've, I've, I think I've seen him score two against us, including that one. Didn't he score in the FFA Cup game at our stadium? Yeah. There might be three then, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. Old Asquith boy is Georgie Blackwood. His old man was my year advisor at Asquith Boys. Asquith yeah. Boys uh, Grammar of School and Fine Arts. Hmm. It wasn't really fine arts. Yeah, it wasn't a no. It was just ask with boys high school. It's a public school, <laughs> right? And Toure, yeah, coming on, making a bit of a difference. Mm. I guess you could say. Is he really fifteen? That's crazy to think that a fifteen-year-old can score in uh, any league. But I he was in the right spot at yeah, the right time. So. You get people saying, "Oh, we let a fifteen-year-old score against us." It happens in Scotland as well. They had a fifteen-year-old playing for them that scored. Mm-hmm. And it just De Silva, De Silva started when he was fifteen in Perth. 
And it discounts how good that assist was. Like, Riley McGree was sensational in that moment. Mm. Like, it's just the perfect pass. Oh, it's all about the ball in, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, mm. it's the perfect pass. He, he, um, he could know, miss. Lewis Miller has been forced forward, as you were saying, Pete. Mm-hmm. So he's desperate and McGree knows that and he plays for that and he gets that and then he's got the quality to be able to make that assist and the kid knows he has. So he just he's planted his feet there. Mm. Um, so I, don't, I, I thought it was more about uh, McGree than it was about the kid. Mm. But the kid, fair play to the kid. Oh, yeah, he's got to be there yeah. to, to turn it in. So, yeah. And play. he had some other good moments in the game as well. Like when he got on the ball, we were a little bit worried about him. And uh, understandably, because you're right, Josh, this is a very manly 15-year-old. He seemed to lift the team and the crowd as soon as he came on. He seems to be a bit of a crowd favourite there already, I think. Mm. Um, and as soon as, as soon as he came on, you could hear... Um, the atmosphere went up a couple of notches. I wasn't there. I know, obviously, you were there, Josh. Um, was it like that in the stadium? Did you feel that sort of... Their their first goal got a pretty um, a pretty big cheer, obviously. But in terms of but when, when Toure actually came on. Oh, yeah. And then when he scored, it was very, very loud. So definitely, I would say, he was a crowd favourite. Um, when that goal went in, I was just... I sort of put my head down on the fence thinking, bloody hell, this has happened again. It's happened again. Another... I guess it's probably harsh to call it like a collapse, but again, like we were saying... In, in some ways it was, so because yeah. we were so dominant for, for 75, 80 minutes. Two and goals in the last 10 minutes of games to lose a game just sucks. Story of the season. Yeah. Yep. And unfortunately, I don't know, there might, I think a few fans might feel the same, but I thought it, it was almost like an air of inevitability that it was going to happen because it's happened so often in the last few years. As soon as they started getting on top, having more of the ball, I'm thinking, oh, God, here we go. Yeah, just, and well, yeah, we didn't take our chances. And I guess yeah. if you don't, then you run the risk of losing all points together. That's right. That that Harold chance in the first half where he's hit the crossbar goes in or if, you know, Muzz, the one that he's headed over from, from just in front. Oh, God. You know, yeah. either of those go in or both of those go in, it changes the complexion of the game. And mm. we probably go on and, and, and hopefully score another couple. Muzz had to, has, you have to hit the target there. Every number nine in that position has to hit the, at least the target. You yeah. can't well, miss I've got chances. A, I've got a feel for like it, eh? it's, it's, yeah. it's like he's got a case, of, massive case of the yips or something at the moment. Um, He's, he is a favourite of mine, and, and you can see he's undoubtedly improved out of sight over the last sort of season, season and a half. No one's going to say he doesn't try. But That's it's, it's, it's not, yeah, it's not just trying, it's the fact that he has actually visibly improved, but he's um, just struggling for goals. You know, it's a case of yips or what, but you know, people forget as well, the season before Danny McBreen um, scored, or had his golden boot season, um, the season before that, he only scored two goals in 27 games or two goals in 30 games. Yeah, they had to change his fitness regime, mm, mm. which um, let him play in the games. Because when he was that season before, mm-hmm. he was uh, struggling during the games because yep. he was yeah, yeah. worn out during the week. So they actually did his own, uh, changed his fitness, separated him from the rest of the team, oh. which let him be fresh during the game. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. He learns something every day. Mm. Yeah. He's not alone, though, and composure <clears throat> is the the difficulty there. Uh, for me, it's easy to rewind the clock and, you know, replay the issue, but um, the Chris Harrell one, for instance, mm. I think he had time to take a touch, mm. um, but didn't. And that, you know, is that a lack of composure in that moment? Probably is. 
Um, but that composure is the hardest thing to find when you're under pressure as I a striker. I don't mind him hitting that the way that he did. Neither sort of do first I. Time. I, I. I like the sort of positivity that he's brought in, into the team in his sort of game and a half already. Yeah, no, and I'm not or, riding him, but yeah. in that moment when he didn't oh, get yeah. the get the goal or mm. didn't get it on target, mm. then when the replay happened, then I couldn't help but say, well, I think he could have taken a touch. <laughs> Um, it's easy to say on the, on the couch. I know, yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> Watching from you know, 1,500, um, 2,000 kilometres away. Yeah. Speaking of being lazy, Joy Air. Step, look, stepped up on Friday, but still not good enough. Yeah, I, I, I can't even really, you know, rank our front end because there's nothing there to rank at the moment, to be honest. Actually, rank is a decent word to mm. <laughs> describe it. Um, because, Just you know, non-existent. Yeah, each each of our our forwards have moments, but none of them result in us getting the rewards. You watch it on the telly, and you can see like when I played, you know, the two forwards were sort of hang together. One would drop back a touch, and the other one stand the last man. Especially if we're going to hit long to Matt Simon, who's going to nod it on, right? Mm. And I remember watching the derby, and the game, the ball came up, and Matt Simon headed it on. And Jaya was like literally on the other side of the field. Yeah. Nowhere near him. Not even jogging over. Just walking over. Mm. So there is no playoff mentality going on there. He's not playing off Matty at all, is and he? And it happened with um, the other night. Just, I don't know. It's just not working together. I, I, it was a language thing. I don't know. He has not, he has not seemed to gel at all in the side since he came in and yeah, is it, is it, I don't know language fitness the fact that he had no pre-season whatsoever and, and sort of came into the team completely cold no time to gel um, well he's not heading it on but even if like you're forward say he's got a player up him mm-hmm. lay it off square if if the other strikers there or the other forwards there but he's nowhere to be seen mm-hmm. and I, I noticed they were taking turns dropping back to like probably more 10 roll mm or even deeper to go try and find the ball. Yeah, Muzz was dropping deep quite a bit to try and try and find it because yeah, he wasn't wasn't getting. But much. when they were doing that, they were nowhere near each other. They weren't mm. even like in line or yeah within a short pass. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know if that's coaching or how the formation works, but you're you're spot on. Like we don't have much in the old man's game, but the only thing I do have is to hang out. Like my mate, we have a striking pair at the front. And we stay close to one another. And that's usually what we say at the start of the game. Don't get more than about five or ten metres away from me. And that's how we play the game. Mm. So I don't, I don't know either. I don't understand that. I'm not suggesting that we've got any idea how to be forwards. Other than if you're not near each other, you can't play off each other. Mm. And that does, you're right. It, it seems odd. We only seem to have wingers and, and a spear point. We don't seem to have a connection between them. Because if the ball comes up to you forward... And let's say there's two people marking him, and the other two backs are marking the other guy. How many times? How many times are you going to win that ball, right? And so you need to make every chance count. And when we, when the player does get the ball, they just can't even use it. They can't utilise that chance. Mm. It was the derby all over again, wasn't it? When pretty much every long ball, it felt like, was either headed straight back by Top Or or Bugard, and Maddie maybe got a full, a, a few like. Head-ons, but to yeah. no one. Actually, one thing that the team greatly improved on in this game was our uh, second phase. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, I don't know if that was Adelaide being lazy or if we got lucky with the rebound or the bounces or something because sometimes 
that's all it can take to make your second phase look like shit. Mm, mm. I think, yeah, competing harder for the first phase was a big one that I noticed on Friday. Mm. Um, but also, as you say, going in for those 50-50s and, and making those into 60-40s or 70-30s in the second phase um, was something that we didn't... I think maybe it's something they really spoke about a lot during the week because it's something we didn't do against Newcastle. Um, and as you say, worked was working a lot better this week. So I think it's... Even right. positioning, like making the effort to get into the yeah. spot where the ball could, like, highest potentially go. Mm, mm. Yeah. Oh, that sort of, yeah, football brain and, and actually reading where it might go. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, it was a question of, yeah, effort and intelligence. Yeah, knowing where to be and putting the effort to get there. Yep. Anyway, that were my observations. My observation was I was very sad. <laughs> my observation was I was getting drunk that later that night. How was the trip? Yeah, it was good. Bit of fun. Um, I did the trip solo. Uh, thanks to Jetstar for their great flight back in September, I think it was. Um, what? Hang on, what? <laughs> what? What? What great flight back in September? <laughs> I mean, like booking the flight. Oh. I booked the flights in September. Oh. Sorry, I should have elaborated on that. I booked the flight back in September because Jetstar had a great sale. Um, I heard you had an interesting passenger next to you. Yes, I did on the on the flight home. I'll just mention what happened first. So, uh, flew in Thursday night. So Adelaide was a ni- Adelaide was a nice city. Um, I was solo, so organised to have like a Mariners meet up at a pub near the stadium. Shout out to the people that turned up. Um, thanks for the company because it's better than being solo in a foreign city. <laughs> so, um, foreign? Well, not foreign, but like another city. <laughs> South Australians, South Australians are fairly foreign. You know. <laughs> they're not foreign. They're just twenty years behind. I do, I do really like Coopers. Coopers is a really Coopers nice is probably the, the best stadium, yeah. the best football stadium in Australia, hands down. I've I been would, to a few, and oh mate, I'd yeah. put it second to Amy Park, but no I can definitely see what nah, you mean. Coopers is better than Amy Park just because you're right on top of the action, no matter where you are. Yeah, you're right up top, fair enough. Right up in the top tier of the stand, and you are right on top of the action. Can't beat that. Um, for the uh, prelim final in season one, we just rocked up there in a van and just walked straight into the stadium and onto the field before the game. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the groundsman come and yelled at us. <laughs> <laughs> what a time. Uh, good time. Yeah, it was... 1-0? Um, Tommy Punnell. Good times. Yeah. yeah. Tommy <laughs> yeah. Good. Shout out to Hindley Street and, and the Woolshed Pub. Oof. Good times. Fan of the show, the Woolshed Pub, I'm pretty sure. Hello to the Woolshed Pub. <laughs> Can you sponsor us? Hello you, and welcome to probably, the Woolshed you, Podcast. You probably follow Adelaide United. Yeah, if there's any... Sh- sh- yeah, sponsor us, would you? Because pubs out there want to sponsor us? I spent so. a lot of money on alcohol. On, yeah, if, on if there are any pubs out there that want to sponsor us, I drink a lot. So, <laughs> And shout out to the bull. <laughs> I drink one I was going to say, so. was there any livestock in this bar, Josh? <laughs> yes. But oh, not live. That not was, live. That any was, dead That stock. was embarrassing. That was. Yes, but appreciated. There's a, there's a mechanical ball in the pub, like right in the middle of the pub for, I don't know why it's there. I don't know why it started, but it's just a lot of fun. Or you, you just have How to long s- did you last? <laughs> uh, as usual, 10 seconds. I didn't watch the video. So. Right, a marathon, 10 man. Seconds. It wasn't 10, <laughs> 10 seconds. seconds. It was not 10 seconds. He's talking enough. The video, the, the video, the entire the video, video went for 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad he wasn't wearing a skirt. <laughs> how, how long did you stay on that bull while it was moving? 
oh, five seconds. Oh, most. not even. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it was five seconds. Five seconds. Yeah, it was five seconds. Yeah. Title of your sex tape. Yep. And, that, and most, most of that five seconds was similar to a carousel horse. <laughs> the last move that got him. Pretty much. As soon as the bull started to actually move, I was off it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. But the bucking bull... Fun times. Shout out to all the to all the people there. You got any more shout outs or <laughs> shout out to all the people there. Love you all. <laughs> Adelaide away, good times. We didn't get to the flight though, did we? Or did I miss that? Oh, I do have one shout out. I think his name is Michael. I met him at the game about, geez, a few games ago now. He said uh, he lis- he listens to the pod. So hello, Michael. Yeah, hello, yeah, shout Michael. out hello, to you, Michael. Mate. Yes, uh, you getting ready, mate? That's a bit early. Not quite. Okay. Um, you done with our game? You happy? Not they were happy with the result, but I'm you're happy done. talking about it. Yeah, yeah let's go. Okay. I'm done talking about it. Wellington won, Melbourne City nil. Wellington are playing a good brand of football, man. In this game they did, but they rode the roller coaster a little bit. In the previous game they weren't quite as good. Although, was it Perth? They were pretty good, Perth. Mm. Um, City, they've got a hoodoo. No two ways about it. Mm. City lose more ground on Sydney. So what, what is it now? So... Luke will so be happy City, City have played three more games in Sydney and are... Ten points behind. Ten points behind. Oof, that's Liverpool-esque. Oh, yeah, like you're complaining about that. <laughs> so they have three times as many points as us with uh, having played two less games. Hmm... Uh, yeah, let's let's let's. You know what? We're going to reduce that this weekend. <laughs> yes, we are. Wouldn't, wouldn't we it be peak? Doing. Wouldn't it be absolutely peak if we won this weekend? That oh would yeah. Be the I just hope we don't play horses. I was going to say I, we I should play horses if we do. Play horses again. What? Yeah. Right. Ding. Text from Paul. Western Icon. Sydney one. Newcastle Jets one. Nah, let's move on. This game sunk us to the bottom. I didn't watch a second of this game. I've not seen any highlights because I was on a flight home and the girl next to me on the flight. You're on a flight. Where'd you go? Disputed. Yeah. Were, were you on a flight? What? Yeah, I was Where'd on a flight. Go? Yeah, I'm, anyway. like, I'm like Tyson. I went to Canada. Western United nil. Brisbane Raw one. I didn't watch any of this game either, so it's all on you guys. Uh, yeah, I did watch this game and uh, I was a bit saddened by Western United's performance, actually. I thought they were... Flat. Mm, very, yeah, very, very flat. flat. No shots on target for the entire 90 minutes from Western United there. Rumours um, are the dressing room has... Been lost. Rudan. They don't know where it is. They lost it. Yeah. if So I think he's left it somewhere with his USB stick. Um He's called too many people. In all, in all faces. In all seriousness, um, apparently, yeah, Diamante has expressed his uh, displeasure to the board at Western United with the style of coaching that that Rudan has been putting out there. Um, all is not well in West Melbourne, my friends. <laughs> should we? Should all we like? Well. Should we throw like the checkbook at Diamante or what? <sighs> throw everything at him. Yep. Please, for the love of God, throw everything at Diamante. Right, other CCM things. Uh, bring bring a friend for free this uh, this match. Uh, all you have to do is go to Ticketek on the go to the website, enter your membership um, number into the area it says password. So you go, you log in, you say you want a ticket for Mariners v Sydney, put in your membership number, and then you can select a ticket um, either in the blue or yellow area for free. For free. Freebie. And um, unfortunately for Ian, I discovered that even non-ticketed members get this deal. <laughs> Do they? I did it in front of him before, yeah. Oofed. Is anyone else concerned about this crowd? Obviously, Sydney are going to bring a few, but I think it's still going to be a the very The physical crowd or the crowd, crowd number? 
the crowd number. Because they're two different things. The, phys- <laughs> the physical crowd. Physical crowd? Uh, yes. 3,000 and 1,000 of them will be Sydney. No, Sydney will bring a few. They'll, they'll be expecting a big win. I'm not sure how many they'll bring mm. on a Sunday night, to be honest. Oh, that true. I keep I keep forgetting. Mm. It's they don't a bring Sunday it anywhere night. near as much as they used to. But yeah, let's let's touch on that. I guess when we discuss the upcoming mm. round. Um, there's a couple of rumours here. Yeah. Two players possibly leaving, and I won't really go into details. Go onto the forum if you want to see those rumours. They are there. CCMfans.net for anyone who hasn't already registered or isn't already a member. Uh, yeah, good place. Okay, there's a couple of questions that uh, we didn't ask Anton. Um, we'll sort of try and I thought I thought that we could give our give our thoughts on these. So one of them was, uh, could the fans start a marquee fund and make a specific recommendation for a player uh, and provide funding towards that player? Are we going to have enough fans left to do that? Hmm. Okay, well, you're looking at what eight hundred thousand probably at least. Yeah, I think that's around what Hooper's on at Wellington. So yeah, let's and if say you got eight hundred k on Hooper, if yeah. you got two thousand fans left, how much is that? <laughs> Ten bucks each. So we've got, so we got twenty grand. So what sort of marquee can we get for twenty grand? Oh, his Latin's available for twenty grand. What is that? Just for like talking at a party? <laughs> This is certainly not for playing football. Um, okay, well, <laughs> instead of a marquee fund, what you could, what the fans could look at doing, which is something that Wellington fans did um, a few years ago, mm. um, was actually sponsor an MYL player, and that player for Wellington was Marcus Roas, who obviously yeah, went on to oh, okay. bigger and bigger, better things. Yeah, um, Melbourne Victory. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> uh, no, he was quite a star yeah, at no, Wellington he, before he, going to Victory. He, yeah, no, he, he did well. He had a crack overseas and. Yeah, as obviously ended up back in the A-League, but... Yeah. Um, so, with the marquee fund, I really doubt that we could make a dent in that um, if but we did. If it was 2,000 people, it's 400 bucks a pop. Like, not everyone has that sort of money on top of their membership. And Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, can you ask Anton if he reads the forum? Now, we didn't ask Anton this, but we do know that most of the club do read the forum. Um, and we agree it is a... Um, it's, it's not bad reading. It's good reading. A um, lot of rusted on fans there. It's a good barometer for how the club's performing and, and what they're doing right and wrong, I think, in, generally speaking. But just in case that questioner doesn't know, Anton makes a few appearances on Facebook. so He does. Check that, <laughs> check that out. Loves his socials. Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is the actual Anton, not like the uh, fake Mike Charlesworth that's on there. <laughs> Send him a friend request. Go on. Actually, I should have done that while he was here. I'm going to. Ask him if he would be my friend. He would. Just for the lols. <laughs> <laughs> All right, rushing along. Um, upcoming matches: Wellington versus Western United. Wellington, yeah, Wellington yeah, to Wellington. get re- revenge over Rudan. Western Sydney versus Adelaide. Mm, Adelaide, Tasty. yeah, Adelaide. Mm, Ooh, draw at, at Bank West, yeah, maybe a draw. Actually, I'm going to sit on the fence. Draw. Hmm. Oh, Stick with Adelaide. Brisbane, Perth. Oh, Brisbane! Point. How was their yeah. bloody climb? You know, we could have jumped them. A few matches and now they're ago. in six. And now they're in six. Yeah, they've been on some great form. It's boy, bloody Boise. He's been riding the Brisbane train for the last few weeks. Going, they're on form. They're going to make the finals. I love Brisbane. And then tears off his shirt to how? reveal a Brisbane jersey yeah. underneath. Yeah, it's crazy. Good on you. How, shots how does their garbage football? Like it wasn't producing results at the start of the season, and now it is. Now it is. Oh mate, it is doing my nothing. I. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Every match they play in. Everyone says, let's just forget that match even happened. 
I think Perth have got too much for them. Me too. But they are playing midweek, so you've got to take that into a factor. They're playing in is it Japan tonight. Poi. Yeah, they are. Poi. Japan mm. and Victory both playing in Japan tonight as we record. Speaking of Victory, Jets, Victory. Well, obviously Victory because we don't want to tip them because if they win that game, that is not good for us at all. I'm saying nothing about this game. Keep mm. And then our match against Sydney. Got it in the bag. 6pm on Sunday. Yes. Got it. We, we were winning a jet this lag, one. A jet lag Sydney <clears throat> coming back from Japan. Um, hopefully play their youth side and we will win. I remember I did a pod once where I was super positive, which was, you know, completely opposite of this current situation. <laughs> and we ended up winning. So I'm going to say Sydney. I'm, I'm backing us. We're, we're going to smash them. Yeah, I'm backing us this week. What do we, we, we would have to be it's like seven bucks on tab too, so it puts five bucks on it. It's going to click. Mate, we were six bucks against Adelaide, I think, at some point. Mm. Wouldn't be the first time we've been over seven bucks this season. I reckon we'll, yeah, I reckon we'll be around the 750 mark. Um, Just talk amongst yourselves. A fiver on Mariners to win. Muzz first goal scorer. Muzz any time goal scorer. Ne- he needs to break his duck. And you could retire on that probably. <laughs> um, Jaya will score. <laughs> mm. Maybe. <laughs> oh God. We are paying. Oh, we're only paying five dollars. Four thirty. I've got on BetEasy. That's nowhere near enough. BetEasy. If anyone from BetEasy is listening, sort it out. <laughs> sort, sort it out. Are Sydney playing midweek? They are. I, I reckon they could play that. every day. They're and still win on tomorrow, Sunday. I think. So, yeah. Um, well, no, that's fine. We've got this in the bag this week. Three points. coming home. Bahaja fit. Yeah. Yeah, he's back. He'll probably start. To be honest. Wonder what reception he's going to get, because he didn't play last year, didn't he? He was injured. ACL, yeah. Pretty positive, I think, from from most of the people out there. Is still reasonably fondly remembered. We let him. We we chose to let him go. I don't think we threw too much. Can at you him really in the blame ads. these no. kids? Oh no no no, not at all. I'm just wondering what the general public will get. Well, if the general public show up, <laughs> what they will. Uh, I don't think people would care that much, to be honest. I think probably similar sort of reception to what. You know, like a Lockie Wales, would get still mm. still fairly positive. You know, they're all coast lads, and yeah, most most people back them. And can't really blame them for going, as as Moz said. So, all right, update on the tipping comp. I finally got my account to work again. Mm-hmm. So I think it's been I've missed quite a few rounds, but now I'm back. I don't believe you. I just reckon your <coughs> tipping is absolutely no, no, no. I was, I was completely locked out. I think you're only like two points behind me. Anyway. <laughs> That's a story he wishes so, was true. <laughs> uh, your kin are still first and second. Was. Um, Although the gap has been closed. Yeah, it has. has the whiz of woi hey. yeah, He's making a late charge. Exactly. He'll bash you. <laughs> <laughs> no, he won't. <laughs> we, discovered this, uh, we discovered this name change. It is, how much is Charles worth? <laughs> and I just got to say, we love that. We do. Yep. Sitting in eighth place. Yeah, Can I going. just say, for those people who have been purporting that Ocon's plan B would be successful, Ocon's plan B has fallen from about fourth place to 15th in two weeks. That's that shows than the Mariners ever finished. Hey. Plan A was much more successful. <laughs> clearly. Clearly. Just a quick stat for you, Paul Ocon. Uh, your plan B is not very good. Exactly. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> we apologise. Finishing 15th, we would never. Just a quick start. And uh, Jono and the Juice in 20th. John Owen the juice. Oh, the juice. <laughs> Thurbs has somehow managed to claw his way above me. That's disappointing. I'm Robbie languishing. Robbie in Mariner 34th. in twenty second. Well, well, with due respect, because I think Thurbs was one of the few 20, people who got three this week. Was that you, Peter? I followed the twenty I got two this week Ugh. because the Wizard of Woiwoi got three. Thurbs got three. I only got one this week, and that yeah, was Adelaide winning. 
Me too. Oh, yeah, I know. You tipped against us. Actually, I did get through this week. Yes, yeah, oh, people no, say how you never le- never allowed to tip against us. Apparently. Okay. Um, uh, thank you uh, for everyone that's in uh, still tipping that. All right, we're going to quickly chat about uh, player signings or re-signings and uh, who would we take on next year. We've got Adam Pearce, which is uh, signed on to next season, end of next season. Birgitti finishes up this year, as does Kim and Ziggy. I think Ziggy might have an option, on his con- a one-year option on his contract. I'm not 100% certain, so don't quote me on it. I just quoted myself. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, at the start of the season, I wouldn't have retained Ziggy, but now I would. Yeah, he's been yeah, a revelation at centre-back. I think he's been probably the biggest improvement, improver in the squad. Most improved. Does he get a little most, most improved improver. certificate? Or? Little yeah. medallion. <laughs> most improved Scots ball. We could do, we should do a Yellow Army. 100%. Improved. We were talking about it last but year, weren't we? Is it's got to be sl- at Brennan's house, so. Is it a slap in the face to the player, though? What? You were bad, but now you're okay. Oh, you mean like an actual, just like an award that we can have for them mm. at, at Metal Night? Yeah, right, yeah. I thought you meant like an actual event that we... Well, we could do that if you want. Yeah, at Brennan's house. <laughs> All right, we'll invite him over. <laughs> uh, Clisby. To Silva is contract up this year. No, it's not. It's next year. Next year. Yeah. Oh, someone's written this in wrong. Majok. Mm. This year, he's off contracts. No, that's not bad. Uh, Sam Silvera. Well, he's not finished at the end of this year. He's, no. Yeah, he signed a three-year contract, contract after we updated this last. So. Can you see him going? Not on his current form. No. Um, last couple of weeks, since he got back from LA, he's been he's been quite poor, unfortunately. Um, obviously, start of the season was very electric and promising. Um, but, yeah, seems to have been a drop-off for whatever reason. We'll see if he can rediscover his early season form. McGlinchey, Simon and Melling. Oh, McGlinchey, mate. If we have McGlinchey like we had on Friday night every week... I don't think we will, <laughs> That's the problem. I'd love to, but yeah, as you say... Yeah. Would you have him as a squatty? Not on the money he's on at no, the moment. No, I've obviously reduced God, no. the money. <sighs> he's really struggled to inject himself into most games that he's been part of. Um, One good performance last, last, last season Well he's had two good performances this, this year And it's the only two shots that he's had So he had the Melbourne victory when he came on as a um, as a sub um, And was very direct Won us the first pen or the second pen Second, I'm not sure. pen. second pen um, And looked quite positive in that game um, Again first half on the weekend Very positive um, You know wonderful little flicks and, and his touch on the ball was, was great He was winding back the years But um, Morrow's got his shin pads out <laughs> The metal armor completely made me lose my train of thought. Um, S- similarly sized to that bull you were riding, I think, Josh. Yep. No comment. But yeah, no, I, I think maybe his time's up. Unfortunately. Does Melling is Melling still signed with us? Yeah. Until the end of the year. Yeah. So I was just being silly. What's going on there? Yeah, we've seen nothing of him. Yes. I know. Has he even been trained? He was at Terrigal Pub. He had some. Ooh. Was he? Cheeky. During the game, yeah, someone wrote that he was at Terrigal Pub. Um, he's had a couple of knee issues which have flared up a couple of times during training. Yeah, apparently um, but yeah, that's not good. Yeah, I'm not sure how serious it is because, yeah, I've heard a couple of different things. Um, Rolls. Till the end of next season, isn't mm. he? Yeah, and I'm happy for him to stay, obviously. Same with Murray. I thought he was Yeah, no, Muzz's got another year. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Tongik. He was... He's been good he the last two weeks. Good. Yeah. Is he two-year as well? He came on on the derby, didn't he? 
and uh, yep, did well. he impressed. Yep, and I thought did quite well again at the weekend. All we know is going. Uh, Shabal. Um, yeah, he's gone. He's Hasn't not never never not really even made the match day squad, has he? No, no. I'd say he's potentially going. Oh, it was him that he said potential about, that wasn't was it? I completely one. forgot about that. <laughs> uh, Nisbet, we need to re-sign him. Re-sign yeah, him to a three-year deal right now. Give him five years. <laughs> uh, Jurich. I'm happy for him to stay around if he improves in the next but well, not, if few not games. based on his last three weeks. Yeah, uh, well, as Anton mentions shortly... Um, he's had he's a had, groin injury. Yeah, I think it's hernia. Well, yeah. Anton didn't actually mention groin or hernia, but we've heard hernia. Mm. Yeah, we, we've heard injury. So. If it's yeah, if it's a hernia, it goes a long way to explaining his sudden drop off in form, and mm-hmm. he needs to get it sorted before he even tries to take the pitch again. Yep. And Lewis Miller. Lewis effing Miller until the twenty one twenty two season. Good job re-signing him. Yeah, really good from the club. I'm not being sarcastic. That was a good job. Mm. There are obviously some players missing from that list that I've noticed. Stens isn't on there. Um, might be a couple of others that I can't think of off the top of my head right now. But Now, we did. Uh, we have recorded an interview with Anton. Unfortunately, the uh, first three minutes of it, for some reason, decided to record from my laptop. So we're going to um, answer his questions for him. They, they were very quick uh, answers. So Anyway, so I asked him who his footballing idol was when he was growing up, and he, uh, he's an AC Milan fan, so he said uh, Paolo Maldini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it does. You can't really get much of a better choice, can you? Nice one. Hmm. Um, I asked him, being a value fund manager, how did you get into football business? Um, he answered that he had been a uh, football fan all his life. Uh, he had been playing since, uh, what did he say, when he was young? 18. He was, yeah, he was playing at a club in Malta when he was 18 at a decent level. Where it's a bit of a religion, football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, he's always been uh, involved in football and um, the chance came up to get a Maltese club and he took it on, uh, Balzan. And he was also involved uh, with Sydney FC a few years ago as well. So He's been with us for a year now, he said, which he might have... Yeah, he's been yeah. in the background a little bit longer than that. Yeah. Um, I do remember meeting him a couple of seasons ago at a game and being introduced to him there. And, um, you know, there were sort of, I guess, very quiet talks of him potentially coming on board. And um, he couldn't have the level of involvement that he wanted at Sydney FC that he was able to here. Um, he saw an opportunity to come on board here and, and um, try and help out. And obviously he's taken that. I asked him, the club is bidding for the stadium management right. Um, how is the process progressing along? Now, um, none of the Central Coast Mariners employees um, or employers uh, are able to talk about this at the moment due to the bidding process. So um, that was a straight bat, as we expected. Um, so any of your stadium questions um, literally can't be answered at the moment. Um, and I, I bet now I'm saying this, tomorrow there'll be some news come out. <laughs> that always happens. Yeah. Um, we did yeah, ask so some general questions to try and get a little bit out about it, but nothing about the specifics of the bid process or any of the tendering yeah. or any of that stuff because they're, you know, they're working on that. Mm. We don't, yeah, we can't. Um, we don't well, want to jeopardise anything. They can't jeopardise anything, but we mm. can. No. Which we won't. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to talk about it. The stadium. Might. You want to talk about the stadium? Well, I think it's pretty important well, to let's us. talk about the stadium. And I don't think that Anton said anything to dissuade feeling that way about it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. How important? Well, that remains to be seen, I suppose. Um, 
I guess we probably don't know exactly what it looks like when mm. we have the stadium management rights, if it is a possibility. Um, but it is encouraging that there isn't a door slammed in our face because that's been the, pretty much the response for the last... In years gone by, yep. ...however long. Mm. So, um, you know, we can only wish them best. It's been like new board members on Central Coast Council, hasn't it, that have come on board and have been more willing to discuss it, I Will, Willing at all, even, I think. It yeah. seems that there's always been a bit of a locked door that we at least have gotten them to answer the door. I'm excited to see what could happen because there's a there's a state... It's a, it's a white elephant, really. It's, it sits there dormant for so many months of the year. Mm. Um, I, I'd, I'd love to see what... Um, what anyone could do with it and and really sort of exploit the potential there yeah if um if um we do get the rights mike my wife wants concerts concerts yeah. concerts concerts not at the expense of mariner's surface thank you <laughs> yeah have them all in winter it could Fine. be greatly beneficial for the club hugely yeah It'd sustain us and mm. yeah keep us alive it has to be a good deal though there's no sense in us having a, you know, signing up to something that just makes mm. it no more. Well, that's right. You got to, you got to look at the expenditure that the club would have to outlay, or the outlay for yeah. the club, you know, yeah. in terms of upkeep and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure, you know, rebranding would be nice. Bring back blue tongue, <laughs> resurrect mm, them from the no, dead. No, <laughs> maybe not blue tongue. Yellow. I never drunk that, but I heard it tastes like cat piss. I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah it sucks. Out, out of the no, 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 no. Out of a bottle, it was really good. Um, but the lines at the stadium there. Um, yeah, I think maybe it was dirty lines at the stadium because yeah, it was pretty, pretty, pretty oh, bad okay. out of a plastic cup there. So, but yeah, out of a bottle was a great drop, but uh, it's gone now, so it's a moot point. Um, I feel the same way about Great Northern. <clears throat> Maybe just not too bad out of a can, but out of a stadium tap, it's no good. Maybe mm. just go back to um, to Graham Park. Yep, I agree. Yeah, but then you don't make any money off that. Okay, what what do you want? Red Bull, Master Foods. Yes, that would be good. <laughs> I want. Be good. I want Master Mar- Food Sauce Bottle Stadium. Oh, I want yes. Mariners Stadium. <laughs> Flying Blimp Am Stadium. <laughs> huh? Condiment Stadium. Condiment Stadium. Central Coast Condiment Stadium. <laughs> Mustard Stadium. <laughs> I just what want Mariners. Sorry, I, I just want Mariners to. Stadium. What's wrong with that? Well, there's no money in that. <laughs> but we, do we want money? Yes. What do you think we're doing this process? Well, if we can get enough Did you money, just say, do I'm we want money? It. But the fact that it's been Central Coast uh, Central Coast Stadium for so long suggests that the council can think that they can make more out of naming it themselves than they can getting a name sponsor. Mm. Or maybe they. Yeah. I have thoughts about Central Coast Council due to my um, street flooding, <laughs> and I'll hold them to myself. Because I don't want to damage the bid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've resisted sending pictures of unmowed lawns to. What your what the block next to you? Everywhere, <laughs> mate. How did your lawn go over the last? couple My of weeks? lawn needs a mow, and my green bin gets picked up in the morning, and I don't think I'm going to get home in time to go mow it. No, exactly. So my lawn have to was wait like another two weeks. Knee deep when I mowed it. I'll go home and pick up the mower. We can we can double team your lawn. That sounds <laughs> that sounds That's like a hell of a Tuesday night. Cutting my grass to a new level. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on to the Anton interview. How essential is it for the club's livelihood to secure management rights for the stadium? 
Well, look, again, every A-League club is looking to become more sustainable. And I mean, obviously, Western Sydney have just got a new stadium. Sydney FC are building a brand new stadium, you know, and, and the Mariners are in discussion about, uh, you know, with council about whether we can do things better together uh, in managing the, the, the stadium. And if, it, if we aren't successful in getting those rights, does that mean something in terms of the gravity of the future of the club? I don't think so. I don't think it's as black and white as that. Obviously, as I said, you know, if you look at other A-League clubs, they're all doing building new stadiums, getting government help, whatever. And, you know, I guess uh, the Mariners, we're trying to see if we can do something that can work for both parties, for both the Gosford Council and for the club to make it a win-win situation. It's been nearly seven years since our grand final win back in 2014-15. Season mm. fans were told to expect a couple of years of pain while the club sorted out the financial situation. Obviously, when Mike started here, there was a fair sort of a financial burden. How much longer, though, do you think fans should expect the club to spend minimum amount of money and have results on the field impacted by it, um, either by folding the club or bringing it up to the league standard? Well, look, I, again, I... I can only talk about uh, since I've been involved with the club, you know, which is just on a year now and whatever. And look, we've tried to uh, improve the team. I think the team is more competitive this year than last year. You know, obviously the position on the table doesn't tell you that. But I think even if you look at last Friday's de uh, game against Adelaide, if, if you didn't know who was playing who, I think you would have thought the team in blue was the top six club and the team in red was the one struggling near the bottom, right? So... Mm. We, we are playing some good football. We are competitive. The results haven't come our way. You know, it's frustrating and, and for everybody involved, you know, because as I said, we, you know, a lot of us put a lot of uh, time, energy, emotion, you know, money into the club to try and make it uh, as successful as we can be. And look, while money is important, it's not everything. It's about, you know, clever recruitment, clever management, all those sort of things, which hopefully we're working towards doing a better job. You know, unfortunately, as I said, the position on the table this year doesn't reflect uh, reflect that. But I, I think, are we more competitive than last year? I, th I think most people would have to say yes. Uh, have the results come our way? No, you know, but yeah, you know. Uh, you talk about bringing um, resources into the club, better recruitment, more, a little bit more money. What Can you be more specific with uh, what strategies you've brought in for this season? Yeah, so I think, you know, again you got to remember, you know, Alan came on towards the end of last season, so we've built the squad to a certain amount. As, as you'd probably be aware, um, we've taken on scholarship players, you know, so Sammy Silvera, Stenhouse, uh, Miller, Lewis Miller, Nisbet are all, you know, scholarship players who are now converting to contract or getting there. So that mm -hmm. was a, a new step by the club. And I think to a large extent that's been successful. Um, obviously with the visa player recruitment, that's been mixed, I, I think it's fair to say. And, um, you know, we've got to do that better in, in future. And, and I think one of the things we're, we're looking at is how we can do that better. But I, I can't really discuss specifics. Mm -hmm. uh, but, we, you know, we're very close to probably appointing a, a, a sporting director who can help with that recruitment. Okay. So, touching on the, the Centre of Excellence here at Tuggera, um, are there any sort of reasons, we were told years ago that this will be a money-making machine, I guess, in some ways. Are there any sort of reasons that you can see or that you can sort of share with us that, um, that might not have occurred as, as was originally intended? Well, again, I wasn't aware of the declaration that it would be a, a what did you call it? A, 
a profit machine, a money-making machine, machine, I guess. Yeah. I'm not sure how that was going to happen. <laughs> but, uh, look, there, obviously there have been plans uh, from time to time about developing the area, you know, and, and, and building things like hotels, whatever. But, look, I think it's fair to say a lot of those things are on hold at the moment. Uh, we have other priorities. Um, you know, as, as we said, the stadium deal is ongoing and, and the discussions, although confidential. Um, you know, obviously planning now, we, we, we've got the thinking hats on for the planning for next season to make sure, you know, we do better than this season. Um, and look, again, it's the season hasn't finished, but and I know it's not a declaration of success, but the, the team has won as many games this year as it did all of last season. And there's still nine games to go. So, you know, hopefully we can make get a few more wins before the season's out. And, and that's the key, is to make sure the team is still motivated to do that, right? That's, the, I think, in the past. You know, Mariners fans have suffered at the end of the season when the team hasn't got much to play for, when it's sort of given up and some awful results, right? And the key now is to make sure the team keeps fighting and playing well like it did last Friday. Watching the games, do you see? Do you feel there's any players that have started to give up? No, I don't think so, no. Okay. I, I think, you know, it's fair to say the form has it's been fairly inconsistent, you know, so I think if you look at the, the team that played last Friday and the performance we put in, if you compare that to the previous week, you wouldn't recognise the team. No, chalk and cheese, yeah. I don't understand why, personally, why that happens. I mean, you can blame the fact that uh, it was hard to train in the week before the Newcastle game because of all the rain, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that is a, one of the mysteries, I think, <laughs> as to why, you know, the same squad of 16 or 18 players, whatever it is, can produce, you know, a fantastic performance. OK, the result didn't come uh, last Friday compared to the team that turned up in Newcastle a week before. Uh, you know, that's that's a real frustration to everybody, not just fans, but you can imagine to, to management as well. Mm-hmm. Because I think we showed last Friday we can be competitive, we can play good football, you know, but it doesn't come, that doesn't happen every week and we've got to make sure it happens every weekend as much as we can. I felt we deserved something out of that match. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Felt that well, That's pretty that's obvious, you know. <laughs> and I mean, the Brisbane game too a few weeks ago when we lost at home to that goal. You know, look, look and again, I, I don't complain about results and whatever because it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I think the most important thing, I think, you know, the results will come, but you've just got to play consistently good football, like we did last Friday. But if you're going to play only one game in three as good, you know, you've got to play every weekend uh, the way we did last Friday. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to notice that there's a little bit of your activity on Facebook, on our Facebook our club Facebook page, um, and you will have noticed some of the sentiment of those fans. What would you say to the fans who've finally given up on the club, or at least say they have? Oh, look, it's of course no one likes to be in a losing team. I don't like. That. I haven't come to the Mariners to be part of a losing team. I could have stayed at Sydney, you know, and put my feet up and celebrated the uh, the, the. I mean, I was invited to their premiership dinner with 500 people, and what I mean. But of course, we all, we, everybody wants to be involved in a successful club, right? And all I can tell fans is that we're trying, you know, we're doing what we can to try and restore that success. Hasn't shown up on the table yet. Hopefully it's shown up in some of the performances this year compared to last year. But, you know, we're doing the best we possibly can, you know, to, to, to make that happen. And, you know, as my parents told me once, you know, in life all you can do is your best. And we're trying our best, so... Uh, how dangerous would you consider apathy from the fans that's uh, directed towards the clubs? 
it's it's not apathy. Look, as I said, nobody wants to support a club that's that's not successful. I mean, everybody wants a successful club, and no, nobody likes to go to the stadium and you know not leave happy uh, on the winning side. And I can understand, you know, Mariners fans have had their fair share of frustrations and disappointments the last two three years, you know. And um, yeah, you know, we, we, as I said, we, we're working hard to try and change that because. Yeah, that sounds obvious, but a successful team changes the perception of everything. You know, you win a few games, you go up the table, and then suddenly it's not all roses, but everyone's a lot happier. So, I mean, look, it's it's understandable for the frustration to be there, mm. and I can tell you, it's shared by everybody, not just fans, but everybody involved in in trying to turn the club around. You know, on a on a day to day basis. Yeah, you win you win a few games and the cr- the crowds start to come back, fill up the stadium. Well, it'll take a bit longer because I think yeah. the credibility, you know, is, is low and everyone goes, oh, yeah, another loss, big surprise. I mean, I read all the comments, you know, and it's, I guess you know, hopefully we can prove all those. Cynics. The continued success would bring. Well, yeah, crowds, you know, yeah, consistency. I think if you're consistent, you played well. As I said, you can't control the results of a football game because that's why Unless everyone... in Italy. Well, no, but that's why everyone loves football so much, right? Because, you know, one goal at a crucial time, one incident, one episode can turn a game, right? So how often you see seen games were, well, last Friday is a case in point, yeah, but uh, often goal, you see a, yeah. well, no, but a team's dominating, playing well, and then the team goes up the other end and scores. And that's, that's what makes football such a, uh, I think, the, the most popular game in the world because, you know, those things can happen in football. Yeah. You know, when, when you're playing basketball or AFL and the score's 100 to 96 or whatever it is, one shot here or one goal there doesn't matter. But in football, one goal can change the whole complexion of a game, can change the whole complexion of a season, actually. You know, so that's why uh, football is such a, um, you know, a popular game. But frustrating at the same time because, you know, you can be the better team on the park and get nothing and you can play sometimes crap and get something from it. But that's that's what makes football, right? The way mm-hmm. it is. You can win ugly and not even have a shot and get lucky and get our own goal. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. How many sports can you do that in? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And as I said, uh, you know, you speak to people who don't understand football or they say, oh, geez, football, there's not, not much of a sport. There's not many goals. But that's actually what... That's the key with football because yeah, it's just means so one much. goal means yeah. so much and yeah. it can come at the worst time when cruelest you're dominating times, the yeah. cruelest of times or you can score when you least deserve it or, you know, and yeah, that, that's football. You two, two nil up with five minutes left. and yeah. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah, you know, we've seen in World Cup finals even, but yeah. <laughs> hmm. So what sort, of, uh, what sort of strategies have we got in place in terms of growth for the club over the next few years? Growth in terms of oh, financially, crowd numbers, um, yeah, bellies. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, at the end of the day, to have a successful club, you, go, you have to have success on the pitch. So uh, until we can turn that around, it's difficult to expect, you know, people to keep supporting it. So, so it, 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 as I said, we are working as hard as we can to to get the club in a position where. At least we play competitive football. We can reach out. We can't reach. I think this season we have succeeded with, you know. But uh, obviously the uh, results haven't been as good as we wanted them. And uh, we'll, you know, the, the key is to continue to do that till the end of the season. 
Over the last few years, then, we think that there has been some changes around the way that we plan and carry out our recruitment. Are you able to sort of walk us through the current methodology that the club uses, who's involved in decisions about players, etc., the, the process, if from, you like? From scouting to signing, I guess. Yeah, so, you know, I'm just about... We, we see some coaches around the world who are totally coach-centric. Sorry, some clubs around the world that are totally coach-centric, so they do whatever the club wants. Other clubs, the coach has to fit within the club's philosophy... Um, we, on the surface of it, have a philosophy and direction that is a club-related thing. Uh, it's probably hard work and community-based, and um, that needs to probably be seen on the pitch. Um, but um, how does that play out in terms of yourself, Sean, and uh, Mike? Yeah, so what we've done is we, we, we've set up, um, you know, um, a, a sort of recruitment committee, I suppose you'd call it, you know, where... Uh, Stadge, Noel, the assistant coach, Ken Scambry and Monty sit on that committee and I sort of sit there as well. Sean uh, also attends and uh, in, in we just had a meeting today where we we're planning for next season, you know, what, what are we going to do about next season, etc. So, so look, that is, that's an ongoing thing. It's, it's, uh, uh, we try and run it by um, unanimous vote, you know, that it's not just one person's decision, whatever. So that's that's how it's working. So look, obviously, there's different things we're looking at. There's obviously the scholarship players for next year we have to discuss. There's obviously the visa players for next year we have to discuss, which, as I said, we're looking at perhaps uh, having someone overseas help us scout them. Um, you know, obviously, the core of the Australian players, that's another important function, you know. And, and so, you know, some players have got contracts renewed for next season, some don't yet. We're still in those sort of sensitive negotiations, so it's difficult to talk about them. But, um, yeah, so we try to plan better. I think, you know, one thing I have learned about football in the last, since I've been involved with the club overseas, the last five to ten years, you have to plan, you know, you have to plan next season mm -hmm. from well 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 ahead you can't wait till the you know uh, a few months before the season one or two or three months before the season to start putting p things in place you really have to be a lot of talking planning uh, you know has to be done way before the season begins right um, we're going to go on to some forum questions now a lot of them um, I'll just let listeners know we couldn't ask quite a few of them some of them uh, Sean could ask or um, Stajic and uh, we've already asked some ourselves. Right, so the first one is from Ads. How are Sheffield, Serbian, English, etc. relationships looking? How are Sheffield, Serbian... So our, our relationships with uh, foreign clubs. Yeah, so obviously Sheffield United last year, we had a couple of players here on loan, I think, which hasn't happened this year. Uh, the Serbian relationship... Um, you know, for my sins, I, I sponsor a small club in Serbia called, well, not small club, it's a small sponsorship to what was a big club called the RFK Belgrade. And uh, that sponsorship's enabled two Central Coast boys to go over there to um, mm -hmm. to play, you know, which I think is terrific for them. And, and uh, they seem to be gaining a lot from the experience. Um, in addition, as you know, the relationship with Serbia is, is obviously it's a good place to be perhaps scouting players for next season as well for the, for, for the Mariners. Okay. In terms of funding for the club, is, is the club actively seeking, um, you know, external parties to come in and, and, and fund or, you know, help some of the, um, make up some of the shortfall in the club's funding? It's no issue at all. If someone wants to give us a donation of a hundred or two hundred thousand, just walk right in. <laughs> are we act are we going out and actively trying to source well, people like that to, well, to come on the board? Well, or what do you think? 
Well, I'm, I'm asking the question then. Well, well, <laughs> well, what do you think? If you run a, a club yes. and, and... Well, what do you think? We should be. Oh, but we definitely you should try be. and find spot, you know, people who will put the, their money out you know, and whatever. Yeah, we are trying. Don't shoot the messenger. No, no. <laughs> no we, are, we are trying. Yes, we are trying. But again, there's a, you know, there's, yeah, we're trying hard. And, 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 you know, Mike and I have got to know each other well in the last 12, 18 months, and he's brought me along as a, as a sponsor, you know, so mm. I've, I'm putting in a little bit of my own money. I owe Sean a check, but um, <laughs> to be honest, I forgot my checkbook to that. It's the truth. But, uh, I'll, I'll, oh, uh, what a shame! I forgot my wallet. No, no. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I say it every. I, I say it every week. I come up here, but anyway. Um, Dinner's on you, Sean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, of course, we are looking for always looking for new sponsors, always looking for people who can add value, you know, on a voluntary basis or or as sponsors or as yeah, one hundred percent. You know, again. Uh, Sean spends a lot of his time doing that as well. It's not easy to find, you know, people who want to open their checkbook or Can find imagine. their checkbook or not forget it, leave it behind um, <laughs> and, and donate. But, yeah, definitely, we're always proactively looking for, because, you know, money money's not everything in football, but it helps. Oh, it definitely helps. You know, so definitely, the more sponsors, the more successful we are in drawing sponsors or whatever, yeah, of course. So just sticking with questions from Scotty, the next one is... is That's insert name here, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's not Scotty. Oh, sorry, Scotty. Oh, well, sorry, insert name <laughs> Sorry, here. I didn't mean to be aggressive by no, saying... No, no, not at all. But I mean, Play of course, on. of course we are, you know. And, and if anyone's got any, you know, spare money they here's, want to yeah. throw in... No, here's, here's, yeah, here's my debit card. You won't what, get much off it. What's the yeah. PO box? Does anyone know the PO box? Um, yeah, no problem. Just take it off my Amex. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. So there, there was some uh, talk uh, sometime in the past, maybe a, a year or so ago, about is the club planning on having a member element in the decision-making, i.e. would the club once again consider having a fan representative on the board? Well, when you talk about the board, the board's only just really in the past we didn't have a proper board, so I'm sort of the, the first sort of proper external person on the board of the Mariners for a while. So, look, ideally, yes, over time we'll have some sort of... Uh, proper board of directors, maybe an advisory board, and you know, uh, yeah, we will look at that. But you know, we've got to get things the priorities right, and the priorities are getting some, you know, basic things about having a competitive team, um, you know, discussions with council, all those things. We get you know, there's big priorities at the moment, which we're trying to get sorted out, and then we'll move to these other things. Sure. Um, you've already answered this one, but are we already negotiating for key players for next year? Yeah, look, as I said, it's uh, th- these things are very confidential and sensitive, obviously. But yeah, look, there's there's a lot of ongoing discussions, and yes. Are there any marquees you'd like to see at the club? Fantasy marquees? <sighs> but, you know, uh, n- not really. No, not Usain <laughs> Bolt. No, no, it wouldn't be Usain Bolt. <laughs> Zlatan. Uh, he's, he's not he's not top of the list. Zlatan would be nice, <laughs> especially because I'm an AC Milan fan as well. Zlatan would be nice, but I think Maybe. I think Los Angeles could probably offer him a little bit more than than the Mariners, really. Mm. Unfortunately, but well, he's, he's back at Milan now, isn't he? He is. Yeah. He is, and playing well too. Mm, mm. They won last night as well. Mm, they did against Torino. Uh, what is the vision for the youth setup, and what priority is it to the club? Yeah, look, the youth setup's really important. I think in the past, as, as everyone knows, the Mariners created a lot of you know players who've gone on to bigger and better things. Um, I think it's fair to say that perhaps we lost our way a little bit in the in the youth setup, but I think now we've got a very clear philosophy of, you know, trying to de- develop um, A League players of the future, right? So obviously, as I said, with the the scholarships which are now available, 
uh, you know, Ken and Monty uh, working closely with Alan, um, you know, to look for those players who we feel can be developed uh, up to the stage where they can make it to the first team. So, yes, it, it's a really important part of the, the club. And uh, I, I think, we, you know, if you look at the amount of youngsters coming through, I think, and, and what we're doing, you know, as I said, we've got two boys in Serbia, we've got three boys who came on on scholarship, uh, who Silvera, Stenhouse and... Um, and Miller, who've now gone on to contract, I don't think there's a, another club in the A-League that's doing as much as we are, to be honest, and, and that's going to continue. Is promotion to MPL1 seen as a priority, or is it more about getting the players into the system and then producing um, quality footballers? No, it's about development. I think that's more important. I mean, okay. you, you can play to win football, you know, you can play two tall guys up front uh, and nine behind them and kick the ball up front and win mm-hmm. games, but that's not going to develop mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the... the as I said, the whole priority of the youth system is to produce players. Winning games is nice, but it's really to produce, develop and produce players. Do you think it would be more of an attractive prospect for, for potential players to come into the academy side if we were an MP or one, though? Look, potentially, but, you know, we play NYL as well, so that's a major draw card at the end, uh, at the end of each season. So, look, uh, I, I don't think... I, I, I think the important thing which is getting out there, you know, is that the Mariners is a good place for if you're a promising young player and you want to back yourself and think you can play A-League, uh, that, you know, we will have a, a real look at you and we will give you a real chance if you if you, we feel you deserve it. There's a lot of clubs in the A-League, you know, there was a, a game in Perth not that long ago, and I won't say who was playing, you can probably guess one of the teams, uh, where the average age on the park was 32 or 31 or 32. Well, that's terrific because both of those clubs are trying to be whatever. But, you know, in terms of youth development, you know, and, and look, again, having said that, we still want to have a competitive team on the park. That's the most important thing, but also to develop players, you know. That's um, just very important for the club. Uh, this one's from Ads. What do you see as the reasons the club is so far behind everyone else on the pitch and what do we think we're doing about it? Well, again, you say far on the pitch. I don't think, as I said, if you look at last Friday's game, if you look at the one versus Brisbane not long ago, I don't think we're that far behind, you know. Uh, what baffles me and, and sort of everybody at the club is the, the consistency, the lack of consistency. You know how you can play... Um, you know, as I said, last Friday played fantastic and the, the weekend before against Newcastle, nobody sort of turned up, if you like. And and that's the thing that's baffling because it's the same group of players, it's the same coaching staff, it's the same everything. So what, what I think we have to do is get that consistency happening. How we do it, I'm not sure, but that's the, that's the main thing. We have to have, a, we have to play consistently well, more often than we play poorly, <laughs> definitely. Um, do you think it's a coincidence that Milan's form has been on a downward trend since the club said that he was too old and would not be re-signed? I never said Milan was too old. I think what I was was, was asked, the question is, why don't you sign Milan on a long-term contract? And, and the, I think the only thing I said was that the risk with, with players who are over 30 is you have to be careful of, of, of doing that, you know, because they, mm-hmm. they may have been, and this is not the case with everybody, they may be past their peak form, uh, they may get injured, whatever. So uh, I've got no... I think Milan's done very well, you know, uh, particularly in the beginning part of the season. I, I don't think it's anything with my comment. Um, he did suffer an injury midway through the season and he probably hasn't been as good, you know, since he's come back from injury, to be honest. So hopefully his form picks up in the next nine games. 
We have had the last several years, I'm doing this off the cuff, so when you don't like it, boys, we'll cut this. The, <laughs> over the last few seasons, then, it has been discussed that we are generally spending the floor, sometimes maybe even not the floor of the cap. Um, are we spending more than that now? Uh, I think if you add all the FBTs and all the whatever, yes, we probably are. Good answer. And definitely with the scholarships. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, we greatly appreciate your time. It's no problem at all. Look, as, as I said, as a Mariners fan and as a co-chairman and as a sponsor, you know, I'm as disappointed as everybody else in, in terms of uh, where we are on the table. Um, do we deserve to be there? Have we been totally uncompetitive this year? I think we've played some good football at times. Results haven't come our way, but look, there's nine games to go and the key now is to get behind the team to make sure that, the, you know, nine games is 27 points to play for. It's a lot of points. Um, and we've got to make sure the team keeps fighting, you know, to, to finish the season on, on a high. And that's, that's the key now. That's the important thing. One last question. Do you, you, go, do you go to the games? I do. How vocal do you get? No, I tend to be pretty <laughs> calm during games, actually. Okay. Fair yeah. Enough. I tend to be boiling up inside, but I'm, I'm relatively calm. You can walk about 600 metres away and you can hear him whistling at the ref. Right. They're actually pretty close to where I sit. Yeah, They've I just know. just look down at me. Yeah. yeah. Well, the refs can be frustrating at times. Thank you. So, uh, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm with him on that. Yeah, but we haven't had, you know, some of the decisions this season have been a bit tough on us, I think. But still, you know, it's 50-50. It swings around about, so... Mm. Anyway, yeah, thanks again for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. And look, please keep supporting the Mariners. As I said, please be assured that we're trying as as hard as we can. It's not through lack of effort. It's not through lack of time. It's not through lack of passion or lack of emotion, Um, you know. Um, And as I said, the most important thing is is for the team to perform consistently well and the results will come. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thanks, Andrew. This is take two at the outro. Um, I hope you enjoyed that uh, Anton interview and the podcast in general. It's good to have you back. It's mm. good to be it's back. Good to Absolutely. be sitting next to you. And you're not, you're not Luke. Josh, do you want to insult Pete again? <laughs> just leave that and take one. <laughs> Josh has got just a black eye and, and, that and a take one. bleeding nose at the moment from me bashing him with a microphone <laughs> after yeah. throwing shade at me. Just, Actually, as, lo- just as long as you don't knock out any teeth. I'm not sure he was throwing shade at me or Boyce, but um, or both, but oh, 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 boy, it was unintentional. But I guess now that I'm looking back on it, it was a bit of a, <coughs> a bit of shade thrown. Mm. No, I'm still it's involved with the pod in the background. Yeah, um, I did two of the three edits. Pete did the other one. I did the other one. Hope so, it was okay. Mara, hmm. I just want in whenever someone asks me to. Well, no, you don't. You just turn up. Yep. <laughs> we tried to get rid of him. Yeah, it hasn't been <laughs> successful yet. <laughs> no, well, uh, we, look, we honestly hope you enjoy the pod. Um, we are possibly looking at some sponsorship. Just get in contact if you do. Uh, we might also look at some other little funding um, setups, I guess. I was listening to a podcast on the flight over to Adelaide and I thought about whether Patreon is something that we could do. So I'm just putting that out there as 
possibly another source of content for you to sponsor us with what is it like a dollar a month so yeah you can do whatever you want so that's just an idea you know nothing concrete or anything but if anyone's interested in us doing that please let us know because we'd love to do it and at any sort of financial gain that we can we can get from this you know would definitely be helpful if we need new equipment or anything like that yeah it goes back into the pod absolutely like just goes the subscription back into uh, alone is quite expensive on um soundcloud yeah that's what is that about 150 bucks a year yeah something like that. <laughs> what yeah anyway right well thank you for listening uh we'll be back what why are you looking at me that full i'm looking with glee at your outro making this is two minutes down the drain as far as the listeners concerned <laughs> Tomorrow. All I've got to do now is look with enthusiasm at you and I wreck the set. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Imagine when I start blowing look, kisses at you. Good luck with your game. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Uh, everyone, good luck with your uh, season this year, I guess. Yeah, trial matches. Mm. Few, few of those going ahead this weekend. Oh, that's going to hurt next weekend. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. we got a nine o'clock kickoff on Sunday. Ooh. forgot those existed. It's Saturday. Anyway, if you want to chat to us, come to the Bay. Bay 16, I'll be there. I'm um, guessing you... You won't be there tomorrow. You two will be. Yes, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll make an appearance, I guess. Bay Road beforehand as well. Don't forget, we'll um, look to arrive at Bay Road at around three o'clock this afternoon. Uh, this afternoon. This afternoon. <laughs> Jeez, that's good. I'm uh, early I'm, I'm four hours late. <laughs> Better get there now. Three o'clock Sunday, Arvo Bay Road. Hopefully, see a few of you guys there. No, yeah, come for a chat. It's always good to uh, meet listeners. All right, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Love you. See you. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Love you too.